Hello. Hope you're doing well. We're just waiting for Medora to join. We'll be with you in a moment. Cat in the background, as standard. <laughs> Hi. I'm just saying that we're waiting for Medora and for now we have a, a cat as company. So cool. Hope you're both doing well. I'm trying to approve you to speak, but for some reason, my phone is in there. Here's Medora now. All right, so maybe we'll wait in it for a little while. Hi, Medora. I've sent you a, a co-host invite. Hopefully it's come through. Let's see. See, I'd arranged to do a, a Twitter spaces a couple of weeks ago with um, crypto altruism and fourth wave DAO. And no matter how hard I tried, it wasn't, it wasn't connecting. So sometimes Twitter has these things and uh, <laughs> makes it a bit more interesting. We had to cancel in the end, so that was cool. Let me see. So I think Medora, if you have if you have the three little dots at the top of the spaces, if you click on that, maybe. Although, like I say, I think uh, uh, Mosa. I hope I'm pronouncing your your name correctly. Uh, requested to speak a minute ago and I was trying to accept it and uh, the space was having none of it so let's see invite to speak at least Hmm. 
Ah, okay, got you. Got you, Mosa. So maybe, uh, Midor, if I invite you as a speaker as well, invite to speak. Either you'll get a notification. It's because it has to be on the on the desktop. This is the thing with the Twitter Spaces, right? Reconnect. In any case, while we're waiting, uh, let's see how we uh, how we organize ourselves. Where's everyone joining from? I'm in. Um, I'll give you a bit of background on uh, DIB for those of you who are listening for the first time. Um, Diversity in Blockchain is a New York registered five hundred one c three nonprofit. However, I am joining from Valencia, Spain. Um, although, as you may be able to tell from my accent, I am originally from the UK. <laughs> so, yeah, we are a worldly group. We're hoping to, well, we are in the process of opening up our Singapore chapter. We'll be interested to open up more chapters as we go along. And yeah, for now. Let's see. Ah, there we go. Request to speak from Medora. Perfect. And it's worked. <laughs> Let me. Uh... <laughs> yeah, see, this is the thing uh, with Twitter spaces, it has to be from a phone. I'm also quite new to it as well. And I was like, why can I not do it from my computer? Uh, it just feels it just feels too chill, right? Absolutely. <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, aside from that um, slight moment of stress, but how are you? <laughs> I was just explaining before you came on. I was like, well, a couple of weeks ago, I'd arranged to do yeah, I, one of I my. I heard that. I because I was trying. I was on my on my computer, and it wasn't. But I I heard all of that. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to it from the computer, but you can't participate. Exactly. From the exactly. I don't know. There, there must be a reasoning behind it. I'd love to know what it is, actually. <laughs> we'll find out. But yeah. <laughs> so how are you? All right. Take a second to chill. No worries. <laughs> okay. We can... well, I, I am fine. How Thank you. Good, good. Where are you coming? Where are you, coming? Where are you dialing in from? Uh, Washington, D.C. 
my again i was i think uh, everyone probably heard it that's here now as we are in petit comité <laughs> but yeah blockchain is based in in new york um i'm from the uk but currently residing in valencia spain so it's nice to i always love this like to connect with people from from all over it's really nice so um if you are ready, Melora, I have some questions. Absolutely, for you. fire away. <laughs> so, right. So, this is the first time actually that we've done a chain chat because with our podcast, I normally do it on Zoom where I can stop the recording and it's all chill and like any kind of technical issues we can iron out or, you know. So, this is the first time that we're doing a, a Twitter spaces as a chain chat, um, which we'll, we will later upload it as well to, to our podcast. Um, and with Chain Chat, what we do is we ask each guest to leave a question for the next guest, hence Chain. <laughs> it's, it's genius, I know. Um, and the chat, obviously. So the last guest we had for Chain Chat number 16 was uh, Scoops Parade on Twitter. Check him out. I think he could do with uh, a bit of love as well at the moment. And his question for you was, what are you doing to help onboard marginalized or underrepresented communities into Web3? They're always tricky questions. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we are uh, doing quite a bit, I would say. Um, and I get into this uh, uh, in some of my, my uh, answers to, to subsequent questions, but we are building a blockchain protocol 100% from scratch, which is very exciting. And it is a proof of stake chain. So it is much lighter than other chains. Um, however, we use Nakamoto level security protocols. And so it is simultaneously very lightweight and very secure. It is the only, to my knowledge, uh, proof of stake blockchain that has achieved proof of work security levels. Um, and the fact that it's lightweight means that it can be accessed from all over the world. And uh, and as as one example, um, one of our colleagues who lives in an RV and roams around the U.S. in an RV uh, runs a node uh, out of his RV based on a that's being run off a Raspberry Pi computer powered by the battery from a Ryobi power drill. Uh, and uh, and when he has Starlink access, he uses Starlink uh, for it. So um, that is almost as close as we can get to uh, uh, as sort of low um, testing out a low connectivity environment for running a node. But also our interfaces are um, are being designed with low connectivity and low um uh, sort of electronics use in mind, um, including access via USSD for people who only have feature phones uh, and things like that. That's right. I'm already lost. I'm going to be honest, okay? Because whereas the best team looking like obviously the founders, they have a massive uh, like you know they're very into this technology. Uh, but I'm wondering that if there are people that are listening for the first time, would you, and if you don't, don't worry, because I wouldn't be able to either, but would you know how to explain the difference briefly for like, 
like a one-on-one kind of explanation of proof of stake and proof of work? If not, we'll skip the next one. It's fine. So, so I I am not the best person to to explain explain that difference. Um, but um, I believe we do have good primers that my colleague Teresa, who's listening in, could possibly share in in the chat or or similar. Um, and if not, then I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to share some some links for for folks uh, to explain what that what that all means. That would be great. Yeah, no, I don't worry. I'm just curious as well when I'm like at the phase at the beginning, you know, where you're like, it's the learning curve kind of thing, which is part of the change chat uh, philosophy as well to like, you know, help onboard people. So for people who have limited knowledge in it, so it was just in case, but don't worry, we'll we'll come back to it. Um, to you then, Adora, how did you first get into this whole Web3 space? Um, so I'm relatively new to the blockchain space, hence my um, ability to uh, tell you what what Topple does, but inability to explain eloquently what um, uh, to um, the, the difference between different types of blockchain ecosystems. Um, but and working at Topple is my first foray into blockchain. Um, Topple works every day to enable the development of a new, more inclusive, and sustainable economy through purpose-built blockchain technology. We are relentless in our drive to develop world-class, decentralized, and open systems that uplift and empower the next billion and unlock the economic potential of positive impact. We believe that distributed ledger technology makes it economically feasible to, quote-unquote, build good. In case it's difficult to envision what that means in real life, some of the things that Topple's technology has been used for uh, include tracking and verifying conflict-free diamonds and fair wage coffee and chocolates, issue and secure nature-based carbon credits, and provide variable reporting, verifiable reporting, excuse me, for corporate ESG initiatives. And prior to um, prior to uh, joining Topple, the vast majority of my career has been spent in the social impact and international development spaces, and I've always believed that the commonly accepted dichotomy between profit and impact is a false one. Um, and I've spent a lot of time working with social enterprises, successfully pursuing both. Um, blockchain has the potential to revolutionize impact financing in a meaningful way, allowing organizations to track, trace, and monetize the impact itself. In this way, impact can go from being seen as a cost center to a revenue driver and an international development where financing is a key pain point, blockchain offers a solution that I personally am extraordinarily passionate about promoting. And I look forward to being a part of driving adoption across the globe. Amazing. Tell us a bit more about the, um, the origin of Topple then. Absolutely. So Topple was founded about six years ago by a team out of Rice University with this very mission in mind, that uh, blockchain uh, as a technology had a wide variety of use cases beyond just crypto and NFTs and, and, and things like that, and that the applicability in uh, social impact use cases uh, was, was incredible. And so we actually cut our teeth in supply chain tracking and traceability 
to understand, uh, to help help organizations understand the impact they were having and help end consumers uh, see that impact. And so um, our tracking and traceability app allows you, if you are looking to buy a necklace for your mother, uh, to uh, be able to see where the neck, where where the jewels were mined, and that you know no children were employed in the mining of those jewels, um, where the jewelry itself was made, and what their waste disposal processes are, um, the the living conditions and working conditions of the of the workers therein, and uh, and then what their quality control and shipping practices are to to understand the carbon footprint, for example, across the entire value chain. Uh, and we believe that end consumers uh, want to see that transparency and the blockchain uh, provides that verifiability um, of the claims being made on the blockchain. Uh, and we believe that consumers so want to see that and so see the value prop in that, that you may be willing to pay a little bit of a premium uh, to buy a necklace, for example, that you know to have been made in an ethical and environmentally sustainable way. Yeah, I completely agree. It's the same like like with sustainability in general, right? Like people don't mind paying a little bit extra if they know that they're doing good. Exactly. So. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So how would you say, top of, because obviously I know from uh, everything I've read on your website as well, I know sustainability is a big uh, driver for Topol, but how would you say Topol is tackling or um, contributing in a positive way, there's my cat again, <laughs> to towards the issue of diversity on the whole? Um, would you say there are any practical steps that Topol is taking toward a more inclusive future? Absolutely. Uh, I'd say Topol is promoting diversity in two key ways. First is one I alluded to earlier, that we are building a blockchain ecosystem that is simultaneously extraordinarily secure and extraordinarily lightweight. Focused as we are on helping projects track, trace, and monetize their impact, we need the blockchain to be accessible to those who aren't able to use traditional blockchain ecosystems because of limited internet, electricity, or other infrastructural limitations. We're building an ecosystem that can be accessed by a farmer in rural Uganda, where she can upload data from a feature phone. We're working to build a blockchain technology that can be used and used easily by a billion people who can't access current offerings. Second, we promote diversity in hiring. We have employees across the world and we work to ensure that our workforce is as diverse as possible. Currently, about 30% of employees are women. Uh, we're working on improving that, but that's um, uh, higher than the average in the tech space and in the startup space. Um, and our leadership is over 40% women. Uh, about a quarter of our staff identify as members of a, of a minority group. And we are very supportive of our LGBTQIA colleagues. In addition, while we're predominantly US-based, about a quarter of our staff are based around the world, and our team spans five continents. We seek out folks who bring new and different perspectives to our team, who challenge our ways of thinking, and who help us strengthen our offerings. 
Great. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, and I've uh, invited Teresa. I don't know if it's Teresa. I know you are uh, Latin, at least living in Latin America from a flag. Um, what do you mean by lightweight? I was going to ask. So, so um, because we are a proof of stake chain as opposed as opposed to a proof of work chain, our um, uh, the the um, all of the information uh, necessary to verify there there is no um, information stored on our chain. This is what I mean by lightweight. It's that. Okay. That, that there are hashes to information stored elsewhere and the smart contracts stored elsewhere uh, that is what is accessible on chain. So so it this is why it can be run, nodes can be run, and the blockchain can be accessed with limited connectivity. Fab. No, I'm just curious about this whole concept or like from what I understood when you said lightweight again, as uh, everyone has been listening from the start knows I'm not tech minded. I'm here to, to do other stuff, but I was chatting the other week on, on another, um, on another chat I had with uh, our good people from crypto altruism and fourth wave DAO. Um, and Ali is like, she's amazing. She's super good on the whole code thing. And she was saying like, when okay all of the photos that we have on our instagram for example when we move cities there's another server so then all of our data goes to that server and that's like you know the energy expense of that server then downloading if you like for my understanding all of those photos i'm i'm interested in the the whole energy and the sustainability side of what happens to all of our data so it just sorry i'm just going off on a bit of a tangent but it just uh it just sparked a bit of curiosity in me about the whole lightweight thing um and that's it anyway i'll uh, carry on with the questions i would like to know so with topple uh what kind of projects would you like to see topple take on that they haven't already um so i am uh very excited about uh so part of my background is in the sanitation and waste management um sector and uh, I am what one would call a water and sanitation nerd. Um, and uh, and one of the things that I'm very excited about is that actually two of my former employers are in the process of um, working with Topple to understand what it would mean to develop tokens for non-carbon impact projects. Um, so uh, one of my former employers, uh, so the, the employers work together to um, uh, track to um, improve access to sanitation in slums across sub-Saharan Africa, and uh, and then convert human waste into usable end products. Uh, and so we are helping. Um, Fresh Life is is the name of one organization. Uh, develop tokens to figure out. Um, well, develop tokens that represent the number of people served with hygienic sanitation um, on a daily or monthly basis. And, uh, and so that that is now a metric that they've been tracking for over a decade and that now they may be able to monetize, which is something I'm very excited about. Um, and, uh, and so uh, it's, it's a project in its nascent stages that's already happening, uh, but, uh, but one that is very close to my heart that I'm uh, very excited about. 
No, yeah, I absolutely. I of all these these chats that I do, I really, really, really enjoy the ones that make a difference at that kind of level because, at least for me, right. I'm just going to say that I'm fairly privileged, but like going back to one of the previous chain chats that I've done, for example, which is the good dollar, it always comes back to me all the time. And it's like this universal basic income, which is like a tokenized thing, which, you know, aims to provide what I would say are just like basic human rights. Well, they are basic human rights, like education, uh, healthcare, clean water, for God's sake, like they're basic things. And this I mean, it does annoy me as well that it has to get to this level and be a tokenized econ economy. But you, look up the good dollar is what I'm saying, because they're doing some really good work on all of this stuff. And I really appreciate the fact that there are protocols and um, organizations as well that are, are imposing that or at least making a stand with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it, like, it's just something that is, I think, obviously, like, it's, it's just basic. So, anyway, uh, how can people get involved in what you're doing at Topple, and why should they? I know why, but <laughs> how can people get involved? <laughs> so, so, it, so anyone anyone who has a cool idea can get involved with topple um uh we are uh always looking for um projects impact driven projects to be building on chain uh and um we have recently partnered with a no code low code platform um who is uh trying to figure out how we can um, develop essentially a an add-on so that even people who have um, limited coding skills uh, will be able to um, use a very simple interface to to build out what they want to see uh, on the topple platform um, and uh, and the reasons to get involved are myriad but essentially we are uh, Trying to change the world and uh, and trying to ensure that uh, there isn't a trade-off between impact and profit, and that in fact impact becomes a key revenue driver, um, uh, and and that that uh, revolutionizes the way people and organizations perceive how they. Uh, how they can have an impact uh, in the world and whether that is social, environmental, uh, about governance. Um, we, we welcome any and all ideas uh, and, and would, love to, would love to help you build on the top of blockchain. Amazing. I would love to, I would love a bit more tech info, but I'm not going to pressure you to give me that because as I say, I'm like, a bit more into well, I do the podcast for diversity in blockchain. We do a bit of marketing and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, the founders are a bit more involved in the whole tech side. I'd love to know how is it? Is it maybe you can answer this one though? Is it all about the tokenomics or like for me, for example, as a bit of an outsider on that side, I'm wondering is like is the incentive for people who are not involved yet? Is it 
is it kind of extrinsic motivation and the tokenomics motivate people? Do you know, I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot with a question because I've gone off the, <laughs> the original. So, so, you can... so um, I, I, I think I would ask which people are you are you talking about? But um, but I think I I can I can answer in a in a variety of ways um, that that the people building on chain um, are are excited to see different ways that they can track and trace their own impact and use mm -hmm. use this decentralized ledger technology to uh, essentially replace often fairly um, rudimentary um, web two or even analog um, uh, accounting um, uh, mechanisms that they're currently using. Uh, so part of it is is having that on chain, especially across the supply chain, and so and so it does help to vertically integrate uh, uh, information across supply chains, and thus reduce the possibility of graft of um, of malfeasance in in one way, shape, or form, and and reduces the need to trust partners. Um, because, because you don't necessarily need to say, oh, I, I know my, you know, logistics company won't overcharge me. You know exactly what the driver makes, you know exactly how much petrol was used, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's, that's one reason to, to build on chain aside from the, uh, aside from the ability to monetize this impact. Um, but that's that's a reason to be using blockchains for supply chain in general. Um, the other reason is for this for this monetization aspect, and and is to say, hey, currently, um, you know, my the, you know, if you are, I don't mean to keep picking on Fresh Life or using Fresh Life as an example, but currently, Fresh Life is financed primarily from you know, large foundations, um, you know, uh, development aid organizations and, and other major funders uh, in the international development space. And they are competing for, for a fairly large but fairly finite <laughs> um, uh, amount of funds there. But if they were to say, hey, this NFT um, can now be sold in OpenSea with a wide variety of other NFTs. But the cool thing about this NFT, which features, let's say, art by a resident of one of the informal settlements where they uh, where they work, uh, also represents that a hundred people had access to hygienic sanitation this week. Um, and so then you, as a purchaser, not only have a cool piece of art, but have a meaningful piece of art. Yeah, I love that. This is like, again, with the whole, I mean, as I say, today we're on number 17 of Chain Chat, but a lot of the people that I've spoken to have um, given me that insight, basically, that, uh, okay, so Afropunk NFT was like, okay, you buy this piece of art, you get this, and you're also contributing to... This is the thing, there's so much more to it, isn't it? It's so multifaceted and this is the whole utility side of things. This is what I love because when I first 
arrives here if you like i was like okay crypto i'm really not interested in like buying something and then seeing if it goes up or down next year i'm not a stock person um or an nft for example like okay i like art but uh you know i like painting my own and things like that but like the utility side of things if i'm going to invest my me as a person for example i'm not speaking for diversity in blockchain right now but if i'm going to invest my money in something like i want it to do something either for me as most of us do or at least for somebody else like in a good way you know it's a bit more deep than you know i just buy this and i support this i don't know again i'm rambling <laughs> but anyway okay so more generally um I asked you before how people can get involved in, in Topol and why should they? But more generally, in Web3, how would you recommend people get involved? There are so many uh, free resources uh, that, um, that help people get educated and, get, uh, and develop a baseline knowledge I know that there is a lot of noise in the blockchain space and a lot of weird acronyms and and a lot of it can feel like a, you know, exclusive club of, you know, rocket ships and <laughs> things like that. Um, and uh, but uh, I think that some of the easiest ways to learn about blockchain um, is through podcasts, webinars, um, things like that. You, you mentioned crypto altruism uh, uh, earlier in the conversation, and I think their podcast is absolutely incredible. Um, I believe they put out over 70 episodes last year, and I'm going to do a topple plug here. Uh, their most streamed episode on their platform last year what featured my colleague, Aaron Murphy. So I highly recommend going to check that out. Uh, and then uh you know there are also so many resources uh both both free and uh and low cost to learn how to code to learn how to program and uh and so if you are interested in getting under the hood uh sort of elementary stem education and even higher level stem education is is more uh is more accessible than it has ever been before. Um, so I think that that is one thing that is also very exciting. Yeah, no, definitely. Sound, it does sound good. I, I personally wonder, like, if it was my sister, for example, who has never really heard of blockchain or wouldn't know the first thing there is to know about cryptocurrencies, I would be like, where do I send her? And that's, for me, like, I'm trying to bridge the gap, at least, between uh what well, i would say like a, a, a muggle harry potter reference but yep. someone who knows absolutely nothing to come in a little bit to the world and then people who know a little bit like how do they get to the next like for me at least there's no i don't see any systematic way through the system on a, on on an educational wavelength and, there, you know? and, there, and, and you're absolutely right there isn't but i think one of the cool things is that there are so many different on ramps i yeah. um when i when i first started this job i was talking to an uber driver i had who said oh yeah like i've gotten really into crypto recently um and he said you know he started listening to um uh, you know, podcasts and, and YouTube videos about uh, real estate investing. 
And then through that, he got really interested in sort of traditional assets. And, and, and then through that, he got hooked on economics podcasts. And through that, then he got, he got, he got uh, interested in more, in, in more crypto stuff. And so, and so he was telling me his kind of entire journey um, to crypto, which was, which was through, uh, you know, by falling down a YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> You're, so <laughs> um, right. You're so right. Like, and I'd like, a, I think I would like more people to admit, like, I don't know as much as I, as I would like to know even because, um, you know, you, you see people talking, I'm just saying this in generally, obviously, but you, you see people talking as if they know everything there is to know about the space. And then I look at the whole FTX crash at the end of last year and everyone who had, everyone, like people who had invested, friends of mine who were like, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing with crypto and I'd invested this much in this platform and, and lost a lot. Of, and I'm like, okay, well maybe not everybody does know as much as they are saying they do. And maybe we all need to be a bit more open about what we do and don't know. And that way we can all get in it together again and kind of like work towards let's find out, you know, let's separate the the fluff from the from the rest of it as well. Um, at least from my again, from my point of view, that's where the way I would go with it. But you know. Um, um, and I think and I think the cool thing about blockchain technology in general is that there are so many different um, use cases and so many different ways for people to get involved. When when I first took this job, for example, my father was very worried and he's like, Dora, I, I, I don't understand what blockchain is. And the yeah. fact that I was taking a job in an industry that he didn't understand was, was of great concern to him. And I said, <laughs> Dad, blockchain is a new accounting mechanism. If this goes well, it will be like having joined QuickBooks in the 80s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the way I explained it to him. <laughs> um, and, and then I sent him, you know, a bunch of articles and podcasts and stuff for him to listen to. But but my my way of explaining it to him was this is this is actually deeply unsexy. And <laughs> and and is something that that is is going to be is going to be as normal as apple pie or something in the mm -hmm. uh uh in the uh coming years <laughs> you know and i'm going back again to what you said about the the uber driver like that mm, i hate the word resonate but it does because when i first went into the rabbit hole as well it, I, you know i started looking at videos whatever and a lot of the first few were like how a blockchain works. I was like, it's not my, it's not my, uh, it's definitely not my realm. The whole technological side of it, but I really loved the whole internet of value um, concept. Basically, where you know, I I was translating it or interpreting it in my way, which was like, okay, so maybe I go in an Uber, uh, and you know, the driver's really good, and so I give him you know five star rating, which can be translated into into points. Which if we could go cross-chain or cross-metaverses, if you like, and, and, you know, for basically being an upstanding citizen, uh, get points for that, or tokens, if you like, and be able to Absolutely. use those in other ways. And that concept and the whole social impact stuff, again, this is where, where it comes in, right? So by, by, by doing good, mm, you, 
you're rewarded for that in in some way or another. I just that whole concept, I absolutely love it, and I can't wait to see it really come into play. I've seen it in ways already in some of the previous uh, chain chats. If anybody hasn't seen, I think it was number seven with Adam David Jones. Um, it's an app called Dear Safe. I'm I'll. I'll I won't entertain you all too much today, but like I really, really, really love the whole utility of that, of the whole social impact. This one particularly was for like criminal prosecution. I just find the impact that it could have is so amazing. Um, yeah, anyway. Okay, uh, Medora, <laughs> any other wisdom or insights that you'd like to share before I ask you to leave a question for our next guest? No, not at all. Um, I mean, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Um, and and what I really want, I, what I really hope people um, uh, are left with is that blockchain uh, has myriad use cases beyond crypto, beyond NFTs, beyond the money laundering that it <laughs> has has been known for in its in its past, and that there is a whole growing world of regenerative finance and of social finance uh, that can be made possible by this technology. Uh, so I, um, I encourage people to find, and, and especially newbies to the space, to find the use case that they're interested in um, and, and figure out how blockchain can uh, can can help advance that um, because there really is entree uh, for almost everyone uh, in this space, and and I for one would love to see a much bigger tent approach to to Web three than we've traditionally seen. Yeah, great. I do you know I love more than anything as well is this kind of stuff like just chatting to people openly and like. As I say, just being open, like, I don't know the answer to that question. Can you tell me that? If not, don't worry. Let's find somebody who does know. This, like, the whole, for, for me and for diversity in blockchain as well, like, it's just such a welcoming community. And I think at the end of the day, of course, what we all want is for, we want good social impact, but I just like the, the goodness in people. And with that, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to, to leave a question for our next guest. Um, I'm going to go with a fun and completely irrelevant question, uh, yeah. which is, I would love to know what the next guest's go-to karaoke song is. Yeah, what would be yours? Um, I uh, <laughs> love the challenge of singing Johnny Cash songs off key. So Ring of Fire, uh, which I, I cannot actually do. Johnny Cash's graveling bass basso profundo but i i have a lot of fun attempting love it i love the fact that you've done this question as well because like i say to everybody at the end as i was saying before like we normally do these on zoom and then i like go through the audio after and i can stop it and i can play it and, and like we're never live um and i'm always like at the end no it doesn't have to be remotely blockchain related and the whole idea at the beginning was Maybe that it wasn't. It was supposed to be like an icebreaker. Exactly. Everyone has gone for like super blockchain web three stuff. Um, I really love the karaoke song. I think I want to. I want to answer this question. 
I think mine would be nothing compared to you, Sinead O'Connor. I think it would. That, that <laughs> is an excellent karaoke song. Might go and put it on after because, as I say, we're in Spain. It's Friday night, and uh, it might be a an eight o'clock kind of woman's the evening, woman's the weekend kind of song. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, right, listen, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really love learning about Topol. And this, again, gets me excited about what we can all do together in, in blockchain and Web3. It really does. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Natasha, for inviting me on. And I uh, look forward to um, following future chain chats assiduously. Absolutely. Thank you all as well for coming in and listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed your time and catch us on uh, our our socials, everyone. Our DMs are always open. If anybody wants to speak as well another time, again, come over and chat to us. So, yeah, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks. You too, Natasha. Bye. Thank you.